This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Damian Bulwa. Today on Fifth and Mission, a problem in our schools that one education advocate calls, quote, a flashing red light. It's chronic absenteeism. That's defined as a student missing at least 10% of the 180 school days. According to studies, this loss of time and of learning can have devastating effects on children's lives. Absenteeism has skyrocketed during the pandemic for a number of reasons. In San Francisco's public schools, 27% of the district's 49,000 students, or 12,400 children, were chronically absent last year. And now, data analyzed by the Chronicle is revealing the uneven impact of the problem when it comes to students of color and students from lower-income families. San Francisco has been struggling to address educational gaps for years, and in the case of absenteeism, they're only worsening. My guest to talk about all of this is Chronicle education reporter Jill Tucker. Jill, thanks for coming back to the show. Sure, my pleasure. Jill, so we're getting our first look at absenteeism in San Francisco schools last year. It was the first year of in-person full learning in the pandemic. What did we see? Well, we saw that absentee rates uh, and chronic absenteeism just absolutely skyrocketed. I mean, in many cases, they doubled, if not more. Um, you know, we, we saw in some schools that 89% of students in that school were chronically absent. And that means that the vast majority, nearly all, missed at least 18 days of school, one out of every 10 days at a minimum. In some cases, uh, you know, we're hearing anecdotally that kids were missing up to 50 days or even more. A lot of that is the same issues that we saw before the pandemic, poverty, uh, transients among families, all of these things that were really exacerbated. And, and so all of that has contributed to these really, really shocking, shocking numbers. Now, this isn't just San Francisco. It's pretty much every school across the country, across the state. Um, but, you know, for the first time, we're getting a look and really able to analyze data coming out of the pandemic in the first year of in-person learning and just seeing some of these shocking numbers for the first time. Okay, you mentioned anecdotally, just to be clear. I mean, we don't have like an average amount of time missed for an average student. We do have averages, but they are a little deceiving. In some cases, you can have students missing maybe 100 days, and that's going to throw off the average. So, so they're a little untrustworthy, but what we can look at is the absolute number of kids who missed at least 10 days. And the research around chronic absenteeism is enough to show us what we can expect to see in the years to come if we don't address the, the effects of this. Well, let's get into the reasons. How much of it is simply the pandemic? I mean, some people had to isolate, right, during school. And obviously, the pandemic is continuing. How many of these factors are things that we might get past after the pandemic is over? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the big question. You know, what one principal told me at Cesar Chavez is this is really the first quote unquote normal year, right? Last year, just as school started, we had the, this a surge, a Delta surge. We then had the Omicron surge. 
schools were still doing contact tracing, meaning that when an individual student was exposed, they were sent home to quarantine for at least five days. Um, you know, so a lot of that absenteeism was still related to either quarantining or people with the pandemic um, who were forced to stay home when sick. Obviously, COVID rates are way down from where they were. We're not seeing a new surge this fall. Um, so we expect numbers to be a little better this year. Um, so a lot of those numbers are pandemic related, but a lot are, are social issues that existed before the pandemic that honestly just got a lot worse because of the pandemic, not anything to do with illness per se, but things like um, job losses or housing insecurity that um, meant families were moving around a lot. Um, I heard from uh, principals and, and others that, you know, families had to move uh, because of jobs or because of other issues that they were facing um, during the pandemic. So all of a sudden, they were living much farther from the school where their children attended, making transportation difficult. Maybe they were on a bus line before and then no longer were on a bus line. So all of those things that were connected to the pandemic had this domino effect in terms of kids being able to attend school. There were so many things that school staff cited as as things that they were constantly grappling with last year and still into this year um, to, to make sure kids got to school. But it sounds like what you're saying is this kind of buffer against missing school, the sort of an emergency that might take a kid out of school for a while. We were really on the edge of that in a lot of ways. And one catastrophic event or even sort of everyday event like losing a job could have made made the difference. Exactly. You know, so we saw these these gaps in in chronic absentee rates before the pandemic. But what we saw is that the pandemic disproportionately affected disadvantaged families, right? And so um, what you saw was all those things that could affect a student's attendance before the pandemic got much, much worse. And uh, and, and some people are using uh, words like crisis or catastrophe um, to describe just how bad this chronic absentee rate was uh, and, and potentially still is and what the long-term impacts of, um, of those rates are. Well, let's get into that disparity. I mean, Jill, the, the rates that we see across different racial groups, across income groups, these are perhaps the biggest priority for San Francisco, the biggest challenge, and the thing that people have complained about for years and years, the city struggled to address. And so what are we seeing in these absentee rates, and, and what is the city saying about it? Yeah, so I mean, what we can see is that um, students of color, especially Pacific Islander and African American, um, had the highest chronic absentee rates um, last year. And and for Pacific Islanders, it was 69% of, of those students were chronically absent. 64% of African American students were chronically absent, compared to 9% of Asian and 20% of white. And, you know, so when you look at these kids in the schools, even amid the quarantining, even amid the illness, even amid all these other things, you know, we still saw a great disparity in terms of who was going to school and who who was not able to go to school. That's a devastating impact. Now, another example at schools, at the school level, where you have one school, Malcolm X, in the Bayview, uh, where 89% of the students at that school were chronically absent compared to Stevenson in the Sunset, where 3% were chronically absent. I mean, you're talking about a massive amount 
of days of education lost at Malcolm X compared to other schools in the district. Yeah, and obviously a huge inequity that's getting worse. Jill, I want to ask you about the impacts of absenteeism, uh, the experts you talked to, and some of the families. But let's take a quick break. We'll be right back on Fifth Admission. We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Admission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Bullwood, joined by Chronicle Education reporter Jill Tucker. We're talking about one of the first looks at absenteeism in San Francisco schools and in schools across the state and the country coming out of the pandemic. Jill, what do we know about the impact of absenteeism? This is something that has been studied extensively. And and we know that when kids are not in school and when they miss sort of that level of, of days of education where they are chronically absent, that 10% of days, that it puts them in a different category. Just as an example, there are studies that show that um, 80% of children who are chronically absent in kindergarten are reading below grade level by the time they get to third grade. And those kids are four times more likely not to finish high school And then those dropouts are eight times more likely to be incarcerated. So this was before the pandemic, right? So this is a 2018 study looking in general at chronic absenteeism. So when you look at levels where you're seeing 90% of kids at a school chronically absent, think of how much education that is. I mean, when I went to Cesar Chavez, that school in the mission um, had a 70% chronic absentee rate last year. That meant 315 kids missed more than 10% of the school year. And I did a little math. That's the equivalent to uh, 5,670 days of school. When you, Just in that one school, Cesar Chavez, that's 31 years of teaching and learning when you add up how many days those kids missed altogether. That's kind of astounding when you think about what they missed. Now, they all didn't miss the same days, right? Some maybe learned to subtract, but some weren't there on that day. So, you know, the teachers are grappling with holes in their education that are all over the place from across the entire year. And every kid is different in terms of what they missed and what the impact is in in terms of them being able to read and write and do math at grade level. Okay, when you were reporting this story, you you spent some time, you know, talking to these school communities. What's the feeling there? Yeah, you know, talking to state officials and local officials, um, absenteeism or attendance is one of the absolute top priorities. It is in conversations across the state among public officials 
and uh, education experts. This is something that we can expect to see at a legislative level in terms of trying to address it, and as well at a local level. Um, you know, at Cesar Chavez, they have several different uh, ways that they're trying to encourage children to come to school. One of the proven methods is really, you know, talking to parents about this, talking to families, you know, reminding them that attendance is really critical. Even coming out of a pandemic when they might have been absent a lot last year, like they really have to just keep coming this year. It's it's a huge priority. Um, so it's it, it's making phone calls home when they see a kid maybe missing every Friday or a, a kid who's been absent a couple of days every week. But they're also doing a lot of other things. You know, they talk to every family if it's a transportation need, if it's an after-school need. Um, you know, they work with community organizations or social workers to try to address those. They've looked at bus routes to figure out the best way to get a kid to school that may have moved, for example, to another part of the city. One of the uh, things that they do at Cesar Chavez, they hold a raffle. Kids get get tickets throughout the week, and they hold a raffle on Mondays and Fridays, which are often the days kids are absent the most. They can be, you know, really great prizes. Sometimes they can be field trips. Um, but all of those types of things are ways to get kids excited about school, to pester their parents to get there on time and to go to school because they don't want to miss the raffle or they don't want to miss the field trip. So it's all those types of strategies to, you know, especially coming out of a pandemic with all the mental health issues, all the trauma, all the death, all of the school days missed, feeling, you know, like they're they're out of it socially, that they don't know their classmates. Um, this is a way to get to build that community again and try to get kids and families reinvested uh, in their education. Jill, obviously this is happening everywhere. This is something, the pandemic that happened around the country, but it seems to have particular resonance in a place like San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, this is an issue that every district, every state, every city is talking about because, you know, the pandemic with the illness levels, with everything, um, kids miss a lot of school. It's just the way it is. Um, but uh, in urban areas where you have issues like housing insecurity uh, higher levels of poverty, higher levels of unemployment or um, lower paying jobs. Uh, these are the types of things that also contribute to absenteeism um, that the pandemic made worse in many cases. And so in cities like San Francisco, Oakland and other places, you're, you're definitely going to see higher rates of absenteeism, especially in the disadvantaged communities. Jill Tucker, thanks for joining me. Sure. Thank you. Thanks to my guest today. She's Chronicle Education reporter Jill Tucker. Thanks also to G. Allen Johnson for producing this episode, and thank you for listening.